Good evening and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I'm your humble host, Ralph Nudie, coming to you live from the studios of AM 1050 WLIP in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and Simulcast Live from Kenosha to the Canary Islands and all across the world via our YouTube channel. Just go to GetRealWithRalph.com. That's GetRealWithRalph.com. We've been talking about me, you, and all the American people being stuck in the middle for the last six months, and there's a reason for it. The American people are just now coming out of the mainstream media ether once again. Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to this president, it doesn't really matter whether we like him or not, because deep down, I think a lot of us believe in his motives. (laughs) We believe in changing our global policies putting America first and not putting our children in harm's way for every little reason possible. We believe that we should no longer have to foot the entire bill for protecting the free world as we've done since the end of World War II. We no longer want our nation to be taken advantage economically. And we definitely don't want to be ashamed of being the world's superpower, while communist China unashamedly tries to become the new superpower and put the rest of the countries out of business. I've been saying for the past three years that this president is hated by the Democratic Party because they know he's not one of them, and he's hated by half the Republican Party because they also know he's not one of them. But for the past three years, the Democratic Party and the U.S. House of Representatives has only had one agenda, overturn the last election at all costs. I haven't seen any meaningful bills being passed by them to work in concert with this guy. Hey, there's a lot of things they actually agree on, but they don't want to talk about that. This president has brought the United States the lowest unemployment rate in my entire lifetime, the lowest unemployment rate in the African-American and Hispanic communities in recorded history, a record-breaking stock market and the largest growth in our economy since the 1980s. They know the American people aren't going to fire him, so they think they're smarter than you and they're going to do it first. There's plenty to agree with, there's plenty to work on, like prison reform, and let's face it, The American people don't like impeachments. It doesn't really matter which side of the aisle it is. So while the deep state and the establishment politicians can continue being corrupt as they have for years and years and call this guy a crook, we know the real crooks are the people that have been in Madison forever, and they'll continue to be. Did I say Madison? (laughs) That might have been a Freudian slip. Madison, Washington, same thing. Straight to the break. Good evening, and thanks for tuning in. We have an exciting lineup tonight. Uh, we have in our studio today a uh, independent film producer, and we're going to be talking to her a little bit later on about uh, the movement of her production company to Wisconsin from Illinois and what that means for the people in southeastern Wisconsin, as well as for people that like independent films. Uh, We have the KR Bluegrass Band, and they're going to come and play a little bit of music tonight. So uh, lots of fun lined up, but first I want to introduce, as always, a man with a plan, Mr. Jim Selovich. How are you doing, Jim? I'm doing great, Ralph. How are you, my friend? Man, it was a fun weekend, wasn't it? We had a good time, man. We had a good time. I went and saw the Vagina Monologues on Friday evening. Yes. Then we had some uh, drinks, and we sang karaoke together. We sure did. That was, which was... uh, 
fun. Over at the rendezvous, we rocked the house over there. We did. Yeah. We sure did. We I sure got to say, your your B-52s is spot on. Oh, my uh, Fred Schneider? Oh, yeah. You got you got Fred down. 15 you... miles to the love shack. Yeah, love, love shack, it. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for the love getaway. Love getaway. But yeah, the Vagina Monologues, I had never seen the show before. Of course, we had Scott and Kim mm-hmm. in a few weeks back to promote yeah. the play and talk yeah, yeah. about what it was about. But I don't think you can really appreciate what it's about until you've seen it. Yep. Yep. And seeing it is one of those things that you can't unsee. Now, normally that's a bad thing. But in this case here, it was actually, I hate to sound like, um, <laughs> I, I hate to sound like one of those dudes, but it yeah. was it was enlightening. Yeah, absolutely. It was. It was. You learned something more. I, I I learned a lot, and I'll bet a lot of women who were in that audience were very self conscious about how they yeah. were moaning when making love to their husbands over the few days after that. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, it was. Uh, was it? We'll talk more about oh. that. We'll, we'll <laughs> Jim's turning. More about that. Jim's turning red like a tomato over there. Look at that. No, not at all. Even the top of his head's turning red. Look at that. And the more I talk about it, the redder it gets. How does that happen? You're like a cherry tomato he's, right now. He's lying. He's no, so. Luana, he am I so lying? lying. Or is he, do you look at cherry tomato? No, I believe he looks like a very fine gentleman. Oh, I like her already. Wow, <laughs> I like her already. I told you you were going to like this lady. We're, we're, we're going to have a fun hour with her. We are oh. going to have a fun hour. So uh, like do we have time for a jump to the break to get into the subject a little more? Because I just want to talk about Let, this. Let's go, let's go straight to this break, get it over with, and come back to All it. All right. Well, okay. uh, the man says we got to have a word yeah. from our sponsors, so uh, let's do a little station identification. We'll come back and talk about this impeachment subject before we move on to some more fun subjects. Sure. And we're back here in the studios of AM 1050 WLIP with Get Real with Ralph, your fun, exciting, crazy host, Ralph Nudie. That's me, yours truly, Jim Selovich. And in the studio, we also have with us today as a special guest, the lovely Ms. Luana Figueroa, executive producer of Lake Shore Productions. Luana, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. How are you? Get you to get real close to the microphone. Do there. I? Yeah. It's almost like I'm making out with no, it. No, yeah, it's yeah. Like, you, you, you freaking me out, man. You, you, it's too close. You don't want to do that. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the microphone that Pete works on, like, on in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. You'd be making out with Pete if you were making out with that microphone there. Who's Pete? Yo. Is he hot? No, he's pretty cool. I'll, show, I'll show you some pictures. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yay. Pete's a great guy. Pete's the guy that's going to be nice. listening to this show and cutting the audio and giving it to us tomorrow morning. So make sure you're very complimentary of him. Oh, okay. No, overall, he's he's a cool guy. And, and the reason we have Santana is our bumper music today. It was this day, 20 years ago, Supernatural was number one on, on the charts. I love Carlos Santana, man. That I is probably... I had not me. Ask. He was bringing the Latin vibe that, in for that'll for, come in later for Ms. Um, Figueroa. Yeah, uh, you can ask Ray. I had no idea you you were you know uh, Latina. Oh really? I had no idea. Hundred percent body. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Look at uh, me now. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the radio. <laughs> Why don't you stay home? Wow. <laughs> so I told Ray, I go, you know, they, I had no idea. It was just one of these things. Right. That just like. Is she Latina? Is she Indian? What is she? <laughs> She's wonderful, whoever she is. 
please tell me you're a Republican. At least I need an ally here. Actually, I'm not a Democrat. Well, I'm not a Republican either. I'm not a Republican. Well, no. Trump is my homie. He is He's your homie. Really? Yeah, we just like chilled the other day. Did you really? Yeah, it was real nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you like the guy? He doesn't like yellow eggs. Here's, 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 my, here's what I want to say about <laughs> impeachment. And, and, and I, I, I want to tackle this, and then I want to move on, because I know that I'm going to piss as many people off as I'm going to make like me. But here's the bottom line. <laughs> you don't have to like the guy. All right. You don't have to like him to see that what is being done here is wrong. If they can do it to this guy, they can do it to anybody. The American people had an election. We have a process for an election. It's called an electoral college. We have that for a reason. Whether mm-hmm. people like it or not, the reason is so that New York and California don't get to pick all the rest of our president for all of eternity. You have to not just win over the people, but you have to win over the people in a cross-section of states, which means theoretically you can lose the popular vote and still win the election. It's happened yep. three times in history. Yep. It happened with Teddy Roosevelt, George W. Bush, and now Donald Trump. Yep. It can happen. Sure. But you also have to incorporate the entire country into your election strategy instead of just paying attention to the most populated areas. Because let's face it, farmers in Iowa would be really upset if people in New York City who had no idea who they live were legislating how to live their lives. So this is an important process in our Constitution that was created for reasons so that we could remain a republic and not a democracy. Do you um? What, do you know the difference between a republic and a democracy? I, I, I'm going to put you on like the spot. I would like for you to explain it to me because well, no, I don't. And I would like to know. Okay, so a pure democracy is majority rule, which can also mean mob rule. Whoever has the loudest slogans and does the most shouting and gets the most people to agree with them in that emotional moment, they win. And that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that the best idea prevails. Like my ex-husband. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it goes back to, be, uh, you know, it's uh, never trust a, a stupid people in large groups. Correct. And I so, get that. I, I get so that. a republic is designed to protect us from that. Mm-hmm. So now through the system that we have, we elected a president. Now, you might not like what he's done, mm-hmm. all right? But when, first of all, there, this House of Representatives and primarily the Democrats in it who took over power two years in, and that normally happens, normally in a uh, midterm election, the prevailing party ends up, who's ever not in the White House, ends up carrying the elections because people like to see divided government, all right? People want an ebb and flow, and they don't want any one party to have too much rule. I think that's, that's a normal thing that the mm-hmm. American people have shown they wanted for a long time. They also don't want the results nullified. They elected a president. I get that. They were pissed off when we did it with Clinton. That's fine. All right? They're pissed off now because this is not a high crime and misdemeanor. This is a president who is investigating what he truly believes to be corruption. Okay. And whether or not you like the guy or not, when you take a step back and look at it, this guy hasn't done nearly the things that previous administrations have done to repress freedom or to repress the American people. As a matter of fact, he's done more for letting people out of prison, prison reform. He, he, is, he has really been on board with issues that were primarily liberal issues in the past. This guy's not a demagogue. Mm-hmm. He's not a party-line guy. He's a common-sense guy who also happens to be a jerk. All right, and I get it. Yeah, he is. He okay, but he's our jerk. I like he's it. He's not my jerk. Well, he I right now he's awesome. your he's he's your he's our president. He's your Absolutely. jerk in chief. You yeah, gotta get over it. jerk in chief. I that sounds really bad. I don't care. 
but I, I really don't when it comes down to it. But but you know what I care about? All right, if I own if if I'm a shareholder in a large company and they put a CEO in charge and my stock goes from ten dollars okay. to a hundred dollars, yeah. And, but I think the guy's a jerk. Am I going to fire him? Heck no, because mm-hmm. my portfolio is more important than whether sure, or not I like sure. this guy. Okay, and, five minutes are up. Right now, okay, Jim. <laughs> right now, <laughs> our portfolio is looking pretty good. Okay, and the other side. The other side knows our portfolio is looking pretty good, and they right. know that he's not going to get fired by the American people, so they're trying to do it for us, mm. and that's wrong. Okay. Yes. I don't care whether you like the guy or not. That's flat-out wrong, and that's what I have to say about this whole thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. And there you go, the president of the United States of America, <laughs> Ralph Nudie. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what? I would say that would never happen. I don't know. But then again, Donald Trump is president of the United States. Well, there you go. I mean, and there's a that means anybody can be president. And and that's the other thing that I like is here's a guy that could never be president who's president. Oh, he could be president. That's why you can be president. He was never in with the cool kids. He was never in with the cool kids. All right, we're we're done talking. Because we're going to talk films. We are going to talk, talk films. about and some really neat stuff. I'm going to pick this young lady's brain. There's a reason I call this soft core talk radio, and that's because we do tackle the issues, and then we soften up and we talk about some oh, se- some sexier stuff, like yeah. like movies. So you get hard and then soft again. There. So with our topics, yes. Moving along, yes, our topics get harder and softer again. We have a very Apparently edgy but fun guest here, Luana Figueroa. Remember, this is live radio. This live radio. Live radio. Oh, yeah. live radio. All right. Oh, so, um, all right. I'll tell you the seven words you can't say during the next no, break because I can't say them now. I said during the break. During the break. But you know, oh, just anything she you can't it. say in school. Yes. Yeah. Just pretend you're in a fourth grade classroom. Or I'm gonna get smacked by my grandmother's chocla. Okay. Did you get smacked by your grandma growing up? Yes. By her what? She she just used to grab me and then she'll like pull me where she needs me. <laughs> She'll just say, here you go, here's your hair Go to the corner Alright, <laughs> All right. so you started out as a producer in television, correct? Yes Okay, tell us a little bit about how you got into the uh, the television industry Because, uh, you know, I, I think that is a curious story It wasn't something that you set out to get into No, actually, huh? I had no idea about television I didn't know that it existed I had no clue of anything in TV And, um... I was, me and my family were homeless. We were living in a car um, at one point, and we didn't really have much to eat or anything. I remember going to the store, and there was, like, black and white cereal boxes, and it wasn't actually the store. It was a church. Later on, you know, growing up and seeing the things that you've seen as a child and then growing up, and then the pieces really get put together on what exactly happened that time. But, yeah, it was it was really rough. Hispanics, us Hispanics went through so much, like, especially living in the ghetto and living in poverty and having, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and where, not much and where, money. And where was this? Um, we used to live in, uh, on, like, Armitage and Trip. That's okay, where, so like, Chicago. So, yes, okay. right in Chicago. Okay. And a long time ago, Armitage and Trip were run over sure. by the Cobras, the Latin Cobras mm-hmm. and stuff, because there's, the, there's, like, high gangs right. out there. Well, so, that was the, mm-hmm. the breeding ground, the starting ground for Latin Kings, was Chicago. <laughs> really? I thought oh, it was yeah. Humboldt Park. Well, it, it was in Chicago. Yeah, but still, yeah. Yeah, still Chicago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's been in the breeding ground it's, for a lot oh, of gosh, criminal activity. It's horrible. Of, yeah. You know, every every criminal activity of every ethnicity mm-hmm. you can think of, Chicago right, ends up becoming right. a, a stranglehold. So that was your, that's where you were? Yeah, that, I, was, I was running away at like mm, 10 years old. I, I just never really knew where I wanted to be. My mm-hmm. parents were always there. They were always there for me. But at the same time, it was like I was lost and I didn't know where my stomping ground was or okay. anything like that. So later on, 
I end up um, having this friend, and she tells me that she has a ticket. It's mm-hmm. did it. I didn't know it became. It was going to become the Willy Wonka ticket. Uh, <laughs> it was my golden ticket. Your gold, uh, get the golden ticket. The Jerry ticket. Springer show was my golden ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I ended up uh, getting that ticket, and I ran with it, and. That's a lot of things that happen in poverty is a lot of people, they get an opportunity and so then wait, when they run towards it. Ba- back up because I want the people to understand. Right. You got a ticket to appear as a guest. As a guest. On the Jerry Springer show. Yes. And what happened? Well, I always have something to say. So I raised my hand in something called Q&A, which is questions and answers at the end of the show after they beat each other up, take each other's clothes off and everything. Then... Um, <laughs> But have they, you, they, I never saw anybody get naked on Springer. Oh, yeah, all the time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, they rip each other's clothes off. You never I, saw the un, the uncensored? I, I no, I really didn't watch much of it. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't in my genre of taste, but, but I get it. Oh, yeah. And especially if you got, so you're there, QA, you raise your hand. What yes. do you, what do you ask? What's the question you ask? Okay, so it was a blind pimp, and he would, he had a bunch of hookers, and he basically <sighs> was, kind of like being really mean and taking their stuff and selling it and so he's so i told the lady back back up okay i'm sure you already know because we've talked about it off camera and i didn't know this is the question that one of my most passionate causes is human trafficking. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's basically what this guy was. Yes, and this, absolutely. I, I think back then people and marginalized you even the see subject. That he was doing it. I think back in the time people just didn't even think about it as what it was. Right. So it's interesting that you, you that your first exposure mm-hmm. to the media industry is also exposure to human trafficking that was not really taken seriously by the media. I mean, they they put it on like it was a sideshow. Yeah. I mean, looking back, and it was serious. It was serious, but looking mm-hmm. back, how disgusting they made it into entertainment. But I'm curious what your question was and how uh, how it went from there. Now I'm now I'm really curious. <laughs> well, after him saying all that, I don't know if I want to say. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay because we were all more ignorant 20 years ago <laughs> well, than we are exactly, now. Ex- exactly, it's, it's a yeah. long time ago. So yeah. uh, he said, uh, I, I raised my hand. I was all the way up in the top. So Jerry had to go all the way up to the tippy top just to um, come and get me. I, I must have stood out from the crowd, and uh, he's I stood up. And she had a fake arm because okay. she didn't have the rest of her arm. Who basically. had a fake arm? That would, okay. the, the prostitute? The prostitute. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then uh, I said, well, instead of giving all your stuff to your pimp and selling your, selling your son's stuff, because she was selling her son's stuff to him. And I said, well, why don't you sell your arm instead of selling your son's Xbox? And that was it. And then all of a sudden it just went to show your boobs, show oh. your boobs. And then, yeah. So you flash the camera? No. Okay, no. good. All right, good I got a lot of respect for you. But I did you. dance on the pole. Oh, well, that's okay. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, so, so has that worked into a job then? How yes. Does, okay. I would have never thought, and I have my clothes on. Who would have thought? I never had to take my clothes off. That's oh, great. Well, that's good. So how does that turn into a job? Um. Well... Steve Wilkos came up to me and he's like, who are you? What do you do? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm so ghetto, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like from the hood. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not really doing nothing. And like, <laughs> and then he's like, uh, he says, oh, somebody wants to come and meet you. Mm-hmm. Or, and he introduced me to, uh, to um, Richard Dominic. Mm-hmm. And Richard Dominic, he just has this look. It's like an in- in-depth look. And it's like, it's like, what's happening now? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm familiar with Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he says, you know, where are you from? What do you do? Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. And I told him. 
and um and then it, one thing led after another uh conversation sparked and then mm-hmm. he says you ever thought about working in television I said, I don't have a high school diploma or a college degree. How am I supposed to work in TV? I don't mm-hmm. even know what, what's happening right, right now. Right, right. And he said, hey, we're all a bunch of dropouts. And then I said, okay, I'll take the job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got the job. And, and so Richard Dominic mentored you? Yes. They, um, they actually had to teach me how to. It was like teaching the child the letter A. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no clue what was going on. I didn't really know how to work on computer. I didn't even know what a resume was. That's the funny story. When I came in for the job interview, mm-hmm. I got all dressed up and I had a little tie and everything. Right. I had no clue. When I left after that, I called my mom and I'm like, Mom, what's a resume? She's like, I got you. I got you. So I was like, <laughs> so all of a sudden, like, we put a blast, a big picture on my resume, which I didn't know you shouldn't do that. Right. <laughs> right. Jobs you can, but yeah. <laughs> And I have this one suitcase. It was actually a makeup bag. And um, and so I was like, this is my suitcase. And the, there was only one thing in that suitcase. And that one thing was just a piece of paper, my resume. No pen, no pencil, no mm-hmm. no nothing. So you okay. walked in with one suitcase or briefcase to open up with this one sheet of paper and hand it to <laughs> Yeah. And you got the job. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what what uh... – so what did you learn? I mean, as far as you started as yeah. just an intern or? Um, I started off as a PA. As a PA, production, production assistant. assistant. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, I ended up being really good at my job. I was taking care of all the guests. Okay. I was learning how to make cold calls. Okay. Basically uh, so putting doing, stories doing together. Doing bookings, putting stories yeah. together. Okay, mm-hmm. you. Okay. And that was very. You're the point person. You're, it was it was exciting. Mm-hmm. I, I've that heard is a exciting. lot of stories. And then you got to get the other pieces of the puzzle right. together. Right. So you're basically help producing it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's so I work with experience. the producer and the right. associate producer. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm the one who um, delegates the interns. Okay. Okay. So they basically oh, do great. what I need them to yeah. do. Yeah. So, yeah. so then, from there, you you moved up a little bit in this in the, in the Springer organization. Yes, and you ended up uh, producing some of the uh, some of the episodes yourself, correct? I have, I have, I've associate produced uh, mm-hmm. a few of the episodes. There, there has been times where they gave me the opportunity to produce my own show, and it actually one of them actually worked out. I'll never forget it. It was a cow a cowboy with a pregnant cop wife, okay. and she <laughs> and she slept with his brother. Oh. And so they got into it. Oh yeah, oh, there's that, that old story. <laughs> that <laughs> old story. There's oh, a million yeah. of those stories oh, out there. Yeah. A million of those. <laughs> They're easy to find. But aren't it was they? great. Oh no, that's fantastic. That's good. That's 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 fun TV right there. Yeah, that's fun TV. It was. And fun. I know, and that's what Jerry looks for. Yeah, and it that's was a lot and of that fun. was you know. Well, and it's a real story. It wasn't like it was it, was, it, was, I, it, was, I was bringing back the real to Jerry Springer. Like, oh, okay. Like when I came in, they were just getting like it was like different and mm-hmm. then i came in and started doing the real like stuff and right, making right, sure right. that i'm getting the, all the people the right people to the puzzle mm-hmm. so when you story. did your story development you were looking for real stories that were so unbelievable yes. that people would think they were fake but they were real is that is that, yes. is that the goal yes there was times where i was <laughs> i was uh working on hardcore pawn okay. and uh that's and, pawn people, P A W N. Not pawn. She does not, not have a speech pawn. impediment. No. <laughs> it's a show about a family who owns a pawn shop, correct? It's, yes. It's, I, I it's, had to back up, and make sure people knew that. It's fun yeah. with words. Yes. It is. It is. It is. It, yes. It's a. It, it's a nice little word salad. Yes. So so go on about your experience on hardcore pawn. <laughs> so 
Um, so Hardcore Pond is a very interesting show. There's there was a there was a lot of times where people would be like, look at me, and they'll say, where did this has to be fake? Because mm-hmm. they don't really, right. you know, we're very new to bringing in their life, mm-hmm. a lot more other craziness, and it's just sifting through the people right. and finding the star. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is there is a star in all of us. Sure. But people just need somebody else to bring well, that you out. Get, you, get, you, know, you know, it has to be authentic, too. Is you have to do Absolutely. some homework as well, right? Yes. You got to get, really their gotta full get story. the full story. Yes. Like if there's any if type there's... if there's any type of uh, like a lawsuit brought up or something and yes. make sure that it's been, you know, Absolutely. they've been served with papers and, and right. it's, it's in the courts. It's, it's definitely a lot mm-hmm. more than what people think. You have to take these people aside and waste 30 minutes, 40 minutes sometimes on mm-hmm. their story or getting the people from their story right. to try to, you know, get their or try mm-hmm. to make sure that it happens. We should do something like they hear just mediated by radio and just get two people that have a dispute and we'll just mediate it. Me and Jim, <laughs> Jim and I here, maybe a couple people, the three yeah. of us will come up with a decision and that's it. They have to live by it. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be great. They can call in on the phone even. And we'll, cool. and we'll do it fast. And we'll yeah. do it fast, too. Yeah, we'll do it Ten real minutes. fast. Ten yeah. minutes. Swift, got swift three minutes. justice. We're it's not gonna, swift justice. We're not going to do this Judge Julie, Judy yeah. BS. We are going to just, you, you give your point. Awesome. You give your common, point. Common sense. You got one shot. You're going to tell us, and we're going to give you the answer, and you're going to buy it. Would that be fun? That'd be a great be yeah. a great show. We'd have to you'd have to scare us up some good cases. Yeah, you you got to write that right. <laughs> you you got to write that one down. I'm a producer. That... I can do this. <laughs> you can do that. I can do this, man. You just let me know where to be, okay? So, <laughs> so <laughs> you you have such a great personality. <laughs> have you done any acting? I have not. You have not. I have not. You're you're, no. you're behind the camera type person. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll do it. Like, I've just never been presented. If okay. somebody was, like, acting this, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I right. got you. Don't uh-huh. worry. All right. Let All me right. know where to be. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you go from Springer. How long were you with Springer? I was with Springer for four years. So 2006 did you to, to Did you get to know Jerry personally? Actually. Um, yeah, he's an amazing guy. Oh, my gosh. Never met somebody so much, so nice and genuine mm-hmm. and real. So off, mean, off, so off camera, he was a genuine guy. <laughs> yes. And obviously, he gave oh, you yeah. your first break. So I imagine you probably feel forever uh, connected. It'll never go away. The feeling of like, wow, I can't believe that is. This is all still a dream to me. You know, I, I think uh, if and it the wasn't dream for continues. T- yeah. Being <laughs> here on WLIP to get real with Ralph. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna have to take a break, guys. All right. Right after this break, we're gonna go into uh, a little more hardcore porn, and then we're gonna talk about your movie that's gonna be coming yes. up in a couple of months. Yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. And we're back here in the studios of AM 1050 WLIP. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph, your exciting, fun, and not-too-tall host, Ralph Nudie, in the studio with Jim Selovich. That's me. That's Jim. And we've got the lovely Luana Figueroa in here, and we are talking television today. (laughs) (laughs) What are you laughing about over there? Oh, nothing much. Just looking at you, looking at everything, wondering how I'm here. Taking it all in, taking it all Mm -hmm. in. So, uh, you got a movie. Yes, called The Bone Box. The Bone Box. Yes, it's a full-length feature film ready to be aired. Okay. Um, We are really, really excited. Um, It took us a lot to get 
this far. Mm-hmm. Like like me in the corner, huddled up, you know, crying. Uh, <laughs> it was it was raunchy. The mm. show was just so hard. And in the middle of our movie, like we like lost the investor, then we had to find another investor. So that's the thing like... I hear the most. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I listen to a lot of directors, a lot of actors. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, uh, Edward Norton's new movie. Uh, Brooklyn Mother- Motherless Brooklyn, which is absolutely mm. amazing. But it's getting that money. To, it's getting that money. It's oh, getting yeah. the money. It's, it's getting absolutely. the money. That's what it comes down to is getting that money. Yeah, and a lot of remakes are being really big. Like, I just watched Dolomite yesterday. Oh, was that great, wasn't it? Oh, it was amazing. I love that movie. I was like, no way. It is so good. Eddie Murphy was, was... unbelievable in Oh, that my movie. gosh. I can't... It's on Netflix. I mean, really? everybody was... Yeah. It was I gotta amazing. I got to watch it. You got to watch oh, it. Yeah. And it's a true story. Yes, so please watch that. That's anything that's with Eddie Murphy. Oh, I mean, I mean Eddie <laughs> Murphy, Wesley Snipes My is in guts. it. Uh, who else is in that movie? There's a bunch My of stuff. Sounds like half the cast of Harlem Nights. Huh? Oh, Michael Epps, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people. There's, there's a lot of people in it. It was amazing. Harlem Nights is one of my favorite movies. I don't and know it was based off a true story. That's what I really like. I like a lot of movies like So what's it called? Dolomite. Dolomite. Dolomite, and it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's going on my watch list. Check it out. Live streaming now. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> great story. Oh, so yeah. uh, but the bone box. Let's talk about yeah, the bone yeah. box. Yeah, yeah. So yes. so you were so you ran out of money, is it or No, our investor backed out in investor, the middle okay. of the movie mm-hmm. and we're like we're like with cameras and everything and we're like, wait, there's no more money. Okay, mm. let's put the we can't put the cameras down. Right. We gotta keep going, you know? Right, and right. so that's my job. Like I make sure that the funds are there right. and I make sure that everybody has Right. Everything right. set up. And where, where, where was the shot in Chicago or? It was shot in Los Angeles. Oh, in LA. Okay. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool. Yeah. It wasn't cool for a minute, but no, then, then no, it became cool not. again. Yeah, right. So that's what it is. Because you like got to get, per- get permits, and yeah. unless you do gorilla it's like right style. Right before we crash and burn, we just go up. Okay. You know? Oh, that's a great story. <laughs> Okay, we're cool. Uh, wow. <laughs> the life jacket opened. Yeah, like... there, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I'm where, like, it's cool. I where, got you guys. Did, did you shoot it in Hollywood or uh, where, where in L.A. did you shoot it? Um, we shot it right uh, uh, right in Hollywood, yeah. Right in Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm familiar with so, L.A. I, I used to live out there. I, I had the pleasure of watching the entire movie. You mm, gave me yes. the password so that I could preview yes. it. And the, and I, now I have to kill him. No, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to kill me. Or change the password. I'm not going to give away the plot. You can give away yeah. as much as as you want to, but I you know I don't want to be the spoiler for a movie that I mm-hmm. actually absolutely loved. Now it took me twice to love it. I'm going to be honest. It mm-hmm. Took me twice, but that's you know that's the nature of indie films to mm-hmm. begin with. And what I found is that it's a builder upper. You have to be patient with this movie's okay. plot line because it takes a while for it to. Pop. No, I got to see it now. Yeah, it it, it <laughs> takes a while for it to pop, and. Uh, I had somebody else watching it with said. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next movie is be a comedy. <laughs> you. Ralph Nudie on Nudie on the beach. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about it. We, we're, we're not we're not gonna unmask that new show yet. <laughs> nudie on the beach. Uh, that would be a good name for a show, wouldn't it? Oh my it? gosh, it'd be amazing. I could get Nudie on a beach. N- nudie yeah. beach. I'm I'm Nudie on a beach just by being Nudie there. beach. <laughs> Anyway, moving, your mind is moving, too fast. Al- moving, <laughs> moving along. But the plot takes a little while to develop. It yes. takes a little while to pop. And then when it does, you're like, oh, this is great. Yes. So it's it's phenomenal. I've I mean, got to we... get my wife to rewatch it because her and I were watching it as we were driving down to Ohio. Now, I know that probably sounds like a no no watching a movie while driving, but, you know, <laughs> I, but I had it off That's to why the it side. Took him a while. And I was playing. <laughs> 
And she kind of fell asleep, and she woke up, and I told her I was going to watch it, and she goes, I didn't, I didn't like it. I'm like, you didn't see what happened. Right. So now you I got to reel her back in and get her to watch it, because once that plot line pops open, oh, yeah. you're like, whoa, whoa, this is good stuff. Yeah. But it, takes, it mm-hmm. takes a little while to get there. And again, I think that's the case with a lot of indie films. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I talked a lot about The Book of Birdie, which was filmed here in Kenosha. Same thing. We've got another movie coming out that's filmed in Kenosha, Fear of Looking Up. Now you're going to be moving your production company to yes. Kenosha. Yes. So that's exciting. Yes, it is. And we're going to be, pre- be awesome. we're going to be premiering Welcome the movie in Kenosha. <laughs> Kenosha, are you ready for this? <laughs> so, how long did it take to film that? Um, it took two weeks. You filmed that whole movie in two weeks? Yes. How long did post take? Well, that's that's questions that we're going to answer next week with Gareth Corzan and Luke Jensen. Okay, so next week they're going to be here. Yes. Awesome. So we're going to talk more in Love detail. And they're going to, yes, because I'm the, the person that brings movie. the money and mm-hmm. makes sure everything happens and... You know, mm-hmm. make sure we don't get sold. Well, if you're into bringing money, we should talk. <laughs> Maybe you can bring. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm a writer. Oh, you really? Don't know that. No, I and didn't I know that. I actually do have a pilot I wrote. I'd like, oh, nice. Love for you to take a look at. Oh, I would love to do that. Sweet. See, I know I'm bringing people together. I'm <laughs> telling you what, you know, I knew sooner or later if I hung out, with, hung out, hung out if I hung out with you long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with How me. How long did it take you? Tell me. Stick with me, How baby. I'll make you a star. No, I, I just we just. <laughs> I don't know how we did not know each other before. No. We've no. talked about this before. I started a podcast. Oh. And so this is kind of funny. I started a podcast uh-huh. because it just looked like a hell of a lot of fun. And because Gary Vee said start a podcast. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if, 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 if you don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, he's just one of the most brilliant people ever. So I go get Ray now over here who had, I just hired him on as the second producer of 262 Eats. Nice. And I know that back then he thought I was crazy. Now, now he still, knows it. Now he knows it. He doesn't think of me as well. Now, it, now he thinks I'm an I'm evil genius crazy. minus the evil. So I said, I want to do a podcast. He said, you want to do a who? And <laughs> a what? When? Yeah. When do you want to do this? And we started having, we had some quality. We, we had great guests, but bad sound. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and sound is like everything. Oh, my God. Like sound you can have everything. bad filming. Sound, you can, uh, as long as you put enough cameras around, you'll be good. The movie's made sound, in editing and so, post. Oh. And, you, know, yeah. so I have, you can't I, do too yeah. much if your sound's not good outside right. of before yeah. post. I have right. local, local musicians, local business people, local beauty queens, local YouTube stars, the district attorney. Ooh, I just punched the microphone. <laughs> I thought he was going to punch it, his face. Just spin around and punch me back. <laughs> he, like, dodged it himself. And it spiked. And I right, um, uh, was having a ton of fun doing it and happened to be here in this building for a completely different purpose. Yeah. And Mike Hirsch, uh, one of the sales guys, mm-hmm. pulls me aside. He heard me talking about my podcast. He says, you know you should do it on the radio. Ah. And so a conversation ensued, and Get Real with Ralph went from being a podcast to a Sunday radio show. Oh, wow. In like a matter of five minutes. Wow, it's, that's It's funny amazing. how stuff like that happens. Yeah, that's crazy. And so what, you just got these guys, you were like, okay, we're going to do well, a radio I got, show? I got, I got hired well, on just to show. he works for the radio station, yeah. so they brought oh, him in okay. as my tech guy, as my board operator. So what'd you do? So well, I was supposed to just show him, to I, I was supposed to show him how to use job. the board. After three weeks, he's supposed to take over, and I'd be gone. <laughs> right. But after the first show, Ralph's like, hey, um, do you want to come out every week? Can you be, can you be on the show all the time? Yeah, and, you know, and I'll, I'll put you on my payroll because we had you know we had we had chemistry. 
Yeah. And so that was it. So our first show, we have Betsy Aid, who is a kind of a local celebrity. She's a singer. She was on The Voice. She was on The Voice. Yeah. And she made it to like the final 24 amazingly gifted musician. Uh And as I'm researching her, I find out just reading about her that one of her causes is human trafficking is one of mine. Okay. Uh, Ray and I get asked to go film a show that she's performing at 58 Below. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we walk in there and I'm talking to her road manager about my cause and he yanks me into the green room and now another conversation ensues and now my first guest is Betsy and the well-known strangers and I called the radio station like can we book him in Studio East and they said are you kidding me we couldn't get it done that quick if Don mm-hmm. Henley was showing up yeah so uh Don Henley was Don in Henley? the Eagles by the way Don oh, Henley and the drummer from I'm the Eagles so bad. Oh no no no! That's fine. That's fine. I just realized. I, I just realized. I, I, she doesn't know who Don Henley is. I, I don't know who a lot of I people could, are. You guys I, are gonna have to teach me a lot while I'm here. I could have. Oh, I, I could have we'll brought. You. I could have brought Please Stevie Wonder in, and they would have told me to see his ass out. Yeah. So um, so we bring them in, and uh, we talk about this subject, mm-hmm. and that conversation gave way to our first annual <laughs> Songs of Freedom Music Festival, which Jim and I ended up co-hosting. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so a lot of pieces just came together, and yeah. I feel like every week something new happens yeah. Yeah. to right. make this thing like a little snowball rolling down the Absolutely. hill. Absolutely. But the most important thing is that we have a Those lot of fun doing it. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you don't get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it, I love it so much that it doesn't feel like work, if that right. makes any right. sense. Yes. La- labor of love. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just been like piece after I piece falling stressed. into place. That's you love good stress. I, I love only stress. love being I love stressed stress. if it's something I love. Excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Nonsense is exciting. You know, like like I, I would rather yell at Ray now all day long about camera work. <laughs> than... Does it stress you? But he doesn't get stressed. No. I don't really yell at him. He's the most like he he's one of the most chill dudes I ever yeah, met. Yeah, he's like, oh man, I'm I only, so good I, over here. I only <laughs> pretend to mistreat him on the radio because uh, he's no, he's a super guy. He really is. Yeah. And he came super in as a big guy. He, he ginormous. Came... I was wondering. I was like, oh my god, who let this guy in? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell you, he's he's also our security. <laughs> He's like, what? He, he's carrying a cam. He, he's got a camera on the front and a shirt that's a security behind him. So he's partying in the front and business in the back. Yeah. Opposite of a mullet. Next week, we're going to have a new shot. You're a reverse mullet. You would be like Cousin It. Hair grows down your face. <laughs> so uh, this movie. Yes. Uh, when's it going to be released? Well, or right it, now we just. Uh, of, are you, we are working, working on a premiere date. Yes. Premiere date. So okay. right now, mm-hmm. and we're working on a venue. Okay. But the, the the goal here is to premiere a movie made in Hollywood here in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Absolutely. Sure. And we're going to promote the premiere. We're going to fly the actors in from California. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the whole red carpet yes. thing. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a lot awesome. of fun. It's going to be amazing. And we're going to get everybody in Kenosha involved. I'm going nice. to knock on every door. I'm going to be mm-hmm. watching you. I'm going to make sure that <laughs> I'm gonna you're going to stalk home. you. <laughs> I hear I am in your bathroom. <laughs> You're not home, but I'm in your bathroom right now. I've got your toothbrush. So that's Find the bone box. Say you're going to come. That's the bone box. Yes, and the it's bone box. super exciting. And yes. you have a second movie that is in post right now? Um, well, right now, yes. We have a second movie that is going to be discussed um, next Sunday. Okay. Um, it is a great movie, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to share it with you guys. Great. Fantastic. Um, any uh actors? Who are the actors in it? Anybody in the next one? On uh, this one and the next one, or so I'll give you a little tiny okay. hint here. Okay. So the movie is called The One You Feed. Okay. 
And I'm oh. going to let Gareth Corzan oh, okay. um, come and tell us all about the movie. But you can find out more on the movie on IMDb. So if you go to IMDb, <laughs> type you it warn... in your information data buzz. Now, is Gareth flying in from L.A.? Huh? Is he flying in from the yes, West Coast? He'll be Did you warn him that it is cold AF here in the Midwest? No, but they're about to find out. Yeah, yeah. You might want to buy him some hand warmers. <laughs> Just saying. I know. Hand warmers, feet warmers, neck warmers, under armpit warmers. Okay, he's going to need it. Yeah. Just, you just, just take all those warmers from Walgreens, just and like then duct just like tape, tape it around it. his body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see? See? Love the way this lady, so, well, lady thinks over here. If you go to IMDb. And punch in. IMDb, and then you go to the one you feed. The one you feed? Yes. IMDb. What do you think this is? Happenings Q&A? You just start <laughs> Googling stuff? <laughs> <laughs> IMDb. And I'm, I'm leaving you guys with a lot of holes. So we... <laughs> I'm leaving on a jet plane. The one you feed? Yes. I'm leaving <laughs> on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. That's I want. We should be going to LA to do this instead of flying them here. I'm I'm all that's what they were I was, saying. I was, I was, they were like, "Why aren't you guys going out there?" Tell them because their taxes are too high. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost out there this weekend. Oh, were you? Almost. Yeah. Almost. Almost doesn't count. But I know. We should, I, I we, go there once a year. We, you know, so. we should get t-shirts to say I froze my ass off for lower taxes <laughs> on Wisconsin.com. My cousin called. My cousin. <laughs> my cousin. He lives out in L.A. He calls me. He calls me nuts. I go, how he? could you? How could you live there? I'll be, I'll be texting me. It's like third. It's fifty below Here's zero. How, because I can it's buy. A, I can buy a house here for yeah. one year's worth of rent there. Dude, That's it's, how. it's amazing out here. If you wanted to rent a house in L.A. the size of my house here, it's, I'll it's bet crazy. you the cost of my house is what it costs to rent that house in L.A. Yeah. What do you think? Am I about right? About right. What do you think? Probably 10, 15 grand a month. I, for I have a... a friend who lives in Newport Beach. He's got a million-dollar home, and that home around here is maybe 200000 Right. Yeah. You know, And he right. can't build out. Right, he can build up, and if yeah. he was going to rent it out, it probably cost about two hundred grand a year to rent yeah. it. I mean, my, I'm I'm not exaggerating. My cousin sold his house in Glendale that my uncle bought years ago. His grandfather years ago he bought. I mean, we're talking early '60s. He sold it last year for eight hundred fifty-five thousand dollars. Wow, and it's not yeah. that big of a house. That sounds. Oh, it's Glendale. <laughs> Cringing. <laughs> it's like you know. If you're listening yeah. in LA, ladies and gentlemen, call me for real estate in southeast and Wisconsin. I'll hook you up. <laughs> I got you. I got you. We could buy you plane tickets back and forth to work for cheaper than mm -hmm. for the money you save. Oh my gosh. Right. You could commute to LA from Kenosha, Wisconsin every day. <laughs> so, get you on that red eye. Awesome. So uh, when, you, when you're creating these films, you have a writer. Do you have writers that, uh, yes. that approach you, or you go find stories or um, something that all, you? It all depends on what our budget is. Mm -hmm. um, we do pick and choose who we want. Gareth Corzon is really good with delegating and making sure that we have the right team. Okay. Um, and then Luke Jensen, he's a really great writer. So mm -hmm. you know, we work with him on that. We actually have a couple new people on the board um, with us, Katie Garland and. Um, we we just have a lot of our team is building even more bigger than awesome. what it's ever been. Right, so right. it's like it's like starting from just one small production crew to mm -hmm. and and the money brackets jumping up too. Oh so right, it's like, right. I was gonna say here's a dollar. Yeah. Now it's, we're at twenty dollars, right, right. and then we're gonna be you know. Okay, so okay. it's like it's like it's 
progressively going So it's basically up. a ground floor type of thing and you're at, you know, maybe just a couple steps up right now. Yes. At, oh, yeah, you're absolutely. At, you know, and then now we're second in the floor window here. Yes. Second floor window, okay. And now we're in the process of partnering up with a huge um, company, okay. which I can't disclose okay, that today. Fine. But right. soon we'll be able to, uh, next week actually, mm-hmm. we'll, if you tune in, we'll be able to answer all the questions that we were not able to today and it's going to be great. Well, so I'm going to be come. tuning in. Yes. yes I'm going to be here. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Get to meet these so brains. That, I love it. That one's going to be our third feature film. Okay. So it's just like all of a sudden it's just happening and I'm mm-hmm. not – I put so much work into reality TV and to right. to, to that whole world. And mm-hmm. it's like all of us – it's not giving back. Sure. And so – or it is giving back but to the wrong people. Well, that's just it. Damn I mean, you. Yeah. And so – I always say there's nothing real about reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, there is. You, it's, you, it's you, very get I, you get what I'm saying, yeah. you know, in different You'll aspects. You'll get what I'm saying. I don't uh, know uh, what you're saying. I'm it's up, all real. I, I'm picking up what you're laying down. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're laying down, though. Nice. Well, let's hope you're the only one. Uh, well, no, no, he's not the only one. I'm listening here, and I am all ears. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, we, this is our. I what, know I have a whole bunch. This right is here our in my hands. third time. <laughs> this is our third time meeting in person. Probably about our twentieth conversation in yes. about two weeks. Because Ralph uh, Nudie likes to talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like to talk so much, I do it for a living now. I just get to run my lips for a living. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. But the idea factory that it seems to happen when you start to connect with other mm-hmm. great minds right. is, is, is so well, much and, fun. And that's, yes, what I, that's what I love about meeting other artistic people. Right. You know, when I get together with my actor friends and yeah. things as such and my writing friends, I was at Second City for a little bit, too. And, and I sat in these classes and these writing classes with these yeah. amazing people. And we were just like, whoa. Yeah, I start thinking about when I do a stand-up comedy, and I'm, I'm talking <laughs> to my comedian friends. Yeah. Friends I, in the room are I'm like the like, antidote whoa. to writer's block. Yeah, it is. Uh, you I'm know, if you. you have writer's block, just get with people <laughs> who are that same way and talk with them. We're going to be going into the break here. When we come yes. back, we're going to have the KR Bluegrass Band, and uh, we're going to bring them on this first segment, but our talk ran over, so we're going to have them spend a lot of time with us, talk to us about their music, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, going to, we're going to get down with a little hoedown, not that kind of hoe, <laughs> on the second half here <laughs> of oh my God. Get Real with Ralph. Come back after the break. Welcome back to the second hour of Get Real with Ralph, your humble host, Ralph Nudie, here in the studios of AM 1050 WLIP. Make sure you know how to find us everywhere. You can go to WLIP.com or you can watch us streaming live on YouTube. Just go to GetRealWithRalph.com. That's GetRealWithRalph.com where you can see the live feed for tonight's show while it's happening right now live. You get to see inside the studio, see all of our guests, see the inside action going on, and you can watch all of our previous episodes or even segments of those previous episodes. 
So here in the studio, we have a musical guest for this week is the KR Bluegrass Band. So I'm going to uh, introduce you to them, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you individually because there's so many of them I can't keep track. And it's like more there's more band members than Smurfs over here, I, I tell you, and they're bigger than Smurfs too. So uh, hey guys, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Who's uh, over there by the microphone and gonna Kathy? Are you gonna are you gonna, you gonna be the spokesperson? Rose and I will. Great, great. Go ahead and introduce yourselves and, and the band members, and then tell us just a little bit about you, and I'm sure we're going to think of some very fun, interesting questions. Okay, all the way on my left from Waterford on the banjo is, <laughs> yep, there he is. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. all the talking he does. <laughs> Mike Graylack. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. All right. And behind me on the bass I like to say that she left corporate America to join a bluegrass band. Mama plays bass. <laughs> That's right. From Wilmot, Marlis Petrovic. Welcome, Marlis. And You're looking good, it, girl. And on my right, <laughs> on my right, on the fiddle, and it's going to be singing some vocals from Yorkville, Wisconsin, is Rose Seeger. Welcome, Rose. Thank you. And on my left, you're right. That's Kathy, who was just talking. She's from Kenosha, Wisconsin, right on the Racine-Kenosha border, you know, KR Bluegrass. Like the Kenosha KR. Kickers? There right. Are. Yeah. There like the Foxconn area. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. And yes, she, uh, right, she's from Kenosha, plays guitar and sings vocals. Nice. Wonderful. Now, how long have you been playing together? Eleven years. Eleven years. And were you all bluegrass musicians before you played with each other, or were some of you musicians in other genres and decided to get interested in bluegrass? How did KR bluegrass come to be? Well, I didn't play. I mean, I was a administrator in Racine Unified, um, and I was, was ready to retire, and I was listening to the radio, and I heard a banjo, and I thought, well, that'll keep the brain going after I retire, and then I couldn't keep up with Mike. I met him at a, <laughs> at a jam, and, and I just couldn't keep up, so I got mad, and I got frustrated, so I picked up my daughter's violin and started playing that, and I met Kathy at a jam, and we started doing harmonies together, and then we picked up Mike, and then over the years we picked up Marlis to play with us. And where were these jams at? Where, where, do, where did you play? Our first jam was at Cudahy at a little coffee house called Fix. The, the Fix. Fix. Yeah, the Fix. Right. St. Francis. St. Francis. I'm sorry. St. Francis. Francis, Wisconsin. Um, and it's once a week, and uh, we, you know, you, sometimes you go there, sometimes you don't, but it, you mm -hmm. hook up with people that have the same passion for the old-time bluegrass. Now, am I wrong, or, or do they have one at Route 20 now? Do they have a bluegrass night? or? Yeah, we are the host of that. Oh, okay. I, um, <laughs> so, I, you, so you know about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I hope so. The, the, the history of that is um, I started it, actually, at Apple Holler 11 years ago or so. I had went in there, and I heard the bluegrass music playing on their radio, or the you know the sound system there, and I stopped, and I talked to the owner. I asked him about did he ever have uh, jam sessions there? And he didn't know anything about it and then invited me to have coffee with him and tell him more. And we started there, and we played there five years. And, and the, the attendance grew so much that Apple Holler politely asked us to find another place. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> he said, they're more, um, they're more, it was like, it's not, it's not you, it's us. 
So oh, yeah. <laughs> one of, yeah. I've, I've had that happen to me. Yeah. Man. I know what that feels I like. More I've than done once. it to people. <laughs> <laughs> and so I sent an email to the Route 20. I told him what I had, and he said, bring it down. And so we've been there six years. That's, they're great over there. We, yes, you know, we do a lot. Our FM station does a lot with them. It's a beautiful facility. Yeah, it is. And the jams are growing there mm-hmm. like crazy. And next weekend we have... We, on, to augment the jams, we decided, because we meet there on the first and third Thursday every mm-hmm. month. Okay. Six to 8.30. So it's our demographic senior citizens mm-hmm. and the senior crowd. So so we get, they all come out. And younger people love it, too. Sure. Nice. But um, to, to add to that, twice a year we host what's called a bluegrass sampler. And we have four bluegrass bands coming. This Saturday night, uh, the ninth, coming up. We have four bands come in. We're one of them always, okay. and that's from 5.30 to 9.30. Nice. So, so that's, and that's been packing the house. Oh, good. So the, the bluegrass music's I alive bluegrass. and well. I love bluegrass. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's, such, it's, it's, so, it's so American. You know, my, guess, my, you know. my first, really good, my first exposure I can ever remember of bluegrass is probably watching Hee Haw when I was a kid. <laughs> Yeah. Seriously, because that wasn't my it wasn't my parents' genre, so I didn't know anything about bluegrass. Because if you've ever watched that, you yeah. don't know anything about bluegrass. Yeah. And probably my second. That's what ex- I was wondering. My, what is bluegrass? Well, you're gonna hear. Yeah, I'm gonna hear it. You're gonna hear it. Yeah. And my second experience was that little Bears bluegrass jam that they had. Was it a, was it at Disney World? Or was that Great America? Disneyland. I can't remember. Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, no, not Chuck E. Cheese. That's funny. <laughs> it was it was at Disneyland. Yeah. It was Disneyland. But then later on, I started hearing it. My first real experience with bluegrass was as an adult. I was at a bluegrass and beer festival in Keystone, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, the beer brought me there, but the bluegrass kept me there. Aww. It was just a good experience. And I realized how much good bluegrass there was out there because I knew nothing about that genre. And since then, I've, you know, I've done a little looking different acts up. And I mean, there's so many different groups. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, and now you have bluegrass groups trying to play mainstream music to try and, and pull people that weren't yeah, bluegrass fans over. into right. it. You know, like right. the Hazy Dixie Band, uh, Hazy Dixie sounds mm-hmm. like ACDC. Get it? Right. AC Dixie, <laughs> and so that was probably what introduced me to it. Was, was that mm-hmm. festival, and then hearing stuff like that. So I'm very excited to hear your music live. I've been looking it up the last couple of weeks online ever since uh, our first scheduled date where we had you double booked. And uh, thank you so much for hanging in there with us. Uh, so what are you gonna what are you gonna what are you gonna use to introduce us and our listeners who, who don't know um, bluegrass to the music? What are you, what are you gonna start with? Um, how about well, there are so many different types of bluegrass, and we do the mm-hmm. old-time mm-hmm. bluegrass and gospel. We try to keep it as pure old-time bluegrass as possible. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so what you're going to hear tonight is, uh, other than a cu- couple songs that are originals, you're going to hear a lot of old-time. Some vintage. And right, right, right from the beginning. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so I'm a little nervous. So do you want to start with the Earl's Breakdown? Sure, why not? Now, there's different ways to play the banjo. There's... Mike, you probably have all the ways, right? There's frailing. There's what else? Claw hammer, frailing, and scrug style. Scrug style. Scruggs. And Scruggs. that's Earl Scruggs. Earl Scruggs. And, this, this, and that's the style Mike uses is Earl Scruggs style. Scruggs style. And uh, this song is called Earl's Breakdown, written by Earl Scruggs. Awesome. <laughs>
That's good. I like oh, that. I like I that a lot. Yeah. Now I know what it is. Well, that's just the beginning. Now you know what bluegrass is. <laughs> that's just... It's beautiful. That's, and, and the neat thing about bluegrass is it comes from the mountains in West Virginia. Oh. And the ground down, down the su- in the south. And mm-hmm. the high, lonesome sound that you get from these, yes, some of these voices uh-huh. and the harmonies, the close harmonies that you get from these voices is what makes it something really it's special. It's beautiful. Well, we're looking forward to hearing your voices for sure. Would you like to hear one now? Heck yes. That's why I'm I'm saying I'm saying that that was without your voices and it's amazing. I can't wait to hear the voices jumping in. Oh my gosh. I might cry. This this one is this a lot of bluegrass music really I say it goes through the ears and right to your soul. Um, and a lot of the mountain music that was written, it was like real life uh uh situations. Mostly living and death and um this one was from the soundtrack of Old Brother, where art thou and uh, that movie, remember? Yes. With George Clooney, yeah. yeah that, yes. was, uh, that was a, that was a that was a fun brother. movie. Yeah. That was a great movie. And great, I'm, yay! You saw it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I love movie, that movie. That movie is what's changed my direction in uh, music. Yeah. Um, I was I was lead, helping leading worship in some churches, and I had a really country music background, and when I heard. The music coming from Oh Brother, Where Art, Where Art Thou? That yes. music was the blend of the gospel history. You know, my background for the gospel music and the blue and the country. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been bluegrass ever since. So this one's wow. called "I Am Weary, Let Me Rest."
That was intensely good. Yes. Kind of, I felt that. Yeah, it kind of get the, uh, I mean, it's in a very good way, get a good eerie feeling. I mean, it's just, just you know, you know what I mean? It's just no. kind of, just the way you two harmonize together. Yes. It just, it really, uh, I guess it moves me. Yeah. Good, I'm yeah, glad yeah. it moves you. It moves me. It's like voices it moves of us. angels. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, that's the song that we kind of met over. Um, it was at the end of that jam up in... Uh, St. Francis. St. Francis. And somebody said, hey, let's try this song. And so I started playing it. With this other guy. Yeah, with this other guy. And <laughs> yep, my back was, was, my back was to Rose. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I heard this amazing harmony right behind oh my God. me. And it was like a fam. what do they call it? Like familiar like, harmony? Happening? Like your family? Because mm-hmm. yeah. right. it's hard. To, when, when families sing, you've heard of family mm-hmm. bands. When sure. they sing harmonies, their vocals are so yeah. tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Rose and I have that. Absolutely. I, I know exactly what you're talking about when you say family. You know, it makes me think of like the Carters. Yes. Or yes. even Georgia Ray family band. Yes. You know, yeah. they, they've got yes. that, those tight harmonies. You, right. have, you do have that. And it is a little less, probably less common for groups to come in that mm-hmm. weren't that acquainted with each other. But you've been singing together, you said, for 10 years now, right? Yes. So I imagine it's just gotten tighter and tighter as it goes yeah. along as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's just so good that all I can think of is, what are you going to play next? Because it was... <laughs> well, that We're going to keep you up this late on a Sunday. We want to hear more. It's not too yeah. often that something's so good I want to shut up and listen, but this is one of those, this is one of those moments for sure. So. Um, how about Blue Stone? That's such a pretty song. Blue Stone Mountain. Okay. I don't even know if this is a true song, but again, it, it, it's hardship. It's about a, a young woman who lived in the mountain... Um, where was she? Virginia was it? I don't remember. Is there any moon, is there any moonshine involved in any of this? <laughs> yeah. No, but there's, there's how many mountains are there? There's sadness. That's in another song. Yeah. That's another. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that on our list tonight. <laughs> We're trying to keep us a family affair. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, though. It really is. Am right. I invited to the party? Yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you guys, before we get any further, I just want to say thank you for having us. Thank you for coming. <laughs> we're so glad you're here. Okay, we're here blessed we to have you. Here we go. We'll do this right. Mountain with a little blonder boy there by her. 
Beautiful stuff. Beautiful yeah. stuff. Thank you. So you have stuff that you've written as well? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Tell um, us about so tell us about your songwriting process. How how when did you start writing stuff together? What was the first thing you wrote together? And uh give, give us a little insight as to how you we'll work with a band. About that. Yeah. We don't write things together. Ah, <laughs> uh, so somebody writes who 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 does the writing? Well, Kathy has a couple of songs. Then gotcha. I have a song. I just so yeah. you don't collaborate, or do you like bring we've it to the about you it. bring it to the table to say this this mm-hmm. is what I wrote. You know, we've talked about it, but you know, our lives mm-hmm. just are so busy right now. She's mm-hmm. busy with it with her daughter and mm-hmm. um, her her family, and I've got um, my two dogs <laughs> and my husband. <laughs> hey, I'm, more, I'm I'm busier now than I was when I was working. <laughs> um, but but in a way, we do collaborate in yeah. some sense because yeah. like you write the song at home and then you bring it. And then everybody has to put their parts into it. Right, right. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So what's the first one that you ever did as an, as an original that you started together? Well, I wrote Grandma about my grandmother. And she wrote that before we knew. Before, gotcha. before and that's, knew, and that's the one two songs ago. You just That's something you just played before that? No. We haven't played, played it, yet. it yet. Oh, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> no, um, right. I think she should play it now. Yes, I want to hear. I want to know what's going on. I want to hear Grandma. I want to tell you about my grandma first. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She was a farmer. Um, her, she grew up in a, one of 12 kids in a farm family and um, grew up in Summers, Wisconsin. And I used to love to spend time with her. We'd go to church together. I'd love to just hang out at her house and get to know her better as an adult even. And I would just remember sitting there either at her kitchen table over a cup of tea or sitting on the couch next to her and just asking for more information. I just couldn't get enough. I wondered, what was it like growing up with all these kids? You didn't have running water. You didn't have electricity you filled your lamps with oil she'd tell me about threshing wheat all day long 
I said, well, you know, how, you must have got done with one meal and started the next. Mm, right. <laughs> um, you know, how did, what'd you do for ketchup? I had lots of questions, you know, yeah. what, you know, she, they made their own ketchup. So. Oh, of course. Mm. And of, of course. But, delicious. Was, she, was, she like, was she youngest or was she? Uh, Grandma was, she? was the oldest. She was the oldest. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of, a uh, lot of responsibility. Yeah. She had a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, basically just watching the kids all the time and helping How bring How many kids were there? 12. There was 12. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> she she, she taught me a lot about mm, being. Man, I thought having six <laughs> was a Jeez, lot. Even rabbits, even <laughs> rabbits <laughs> stopped to eat. I mean. Wow. You were busy. I mean, I thought a half dozen is a lot, but a dozen? I think three is a lot. (laughs) I mean, my youngest is three, my oldest is going to be 21, and I'm thinking, how do you have double that? Yeah. I mean, that's just like a life sentence of raising kids. And no running water. And no running water. water. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, well, you have running water, right? Your kids are running to get water for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Because you're too, you're too old and tired to be getting water after you have 12 kids. Well, yeah, and then they had the farm, and they would always have fresh milk at home. Mm-hmm. Hell, with 12 kids, they could just do like in the, like, uh, like the seven doors. You just pass, well, one just fills the bucket, and they just pass it all the way to the house. <laughs> From the bottom of the mountain all the way to the top. There, there you go. There you go. And, and the cow's going, again? Oh, jeez. You know. <laughs> How many, how many more kids are you going to have? Oh, jeez. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, I don't know who's getting tugged on more, Mama or the cow. I don't know. I'm out of milk. <laughs> <laughs> no lucky number. Come back next week. <laughs> so anyways, uh, that's a great lead into Grandma song. Let's go with Grandma. Or grandma. And this is not Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. This I think is just she's grandma. just turning over in her grave. Oh, great. oh my gosh. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> Your eyes could tell a story of a lifetime full of change. Fetching water from a well and threshing wheat all day. Filling the lamps with oil every evening for your life. Eleven brothers and sisters at your table. Bye. 
I'm definitely going to pull some links to, well, first of all, we have this music live on our page, facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudie or getrealwithralph.com. The uh, live stream hiccuped for a minute there, so if you're on and you got booted off, we're, we're back live again, right, right now? Yeah. And uh, we'll have the full episode uh, reposted tomorrow as, lo- as well as each song. So if you want to catch uh, these uh, KR Bluegrass uh, songs that they did live here on the show, you can do that. Uh, and how else can people find your music? We're going to go to a break, but I want to make sure that people know. Where do they find your music? Well, www.krbluegrass.com. And, of course, we're on Facebook, KR Bluegrass Band. All right, KR Bluegrass Band on Facebook or krbluegrass.com. Thank you guys so much for coming in, and uh, we'll have more after the break. Back here in the studios of AM 1050 WLIP, you're listening to Get Real with Ralph, your host Ralph Nudie, in here with the KR Bluegrass Band as our musical guest, and we brought them on at the beginning of the uh, second segment, and we've been just having a ton of fun here jamming out to some bluegrass, which is a first for this show, and I have to say it has been incredibly enjoyable so far. And uh, Kathy, you've got a you, you got a couple more for us, don't you? Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. So what are we what are we starting with here? The next song we're going to do is called The Orphan Train. And with as it, in all bluegrass, the, they tell stories of their lives. And The Orphan Train talks about between the 1880s and the 1930s, um, the officials would go into the streets of New York and they would pick up children living in the streets of New York that mm-hmm. had no homes. And they would take them to children's services and children's services would clean them up a little bit, teach them a few manners. And then they would put them on a train. And this train would go from the East Coast all the way out to the West Coast. And it would stop at every train station on the way out to the West Coast. And the children would get off the train. They would stand on the platform. And people from around the community and and neighboring communities would come to the train station. They would point at a child and they would say, I'll take that child or I'll take that child or I'll take that child. And oftentimes the child went into a loving home. But there were times when the child was taken to use basically for labor on the farms and in the houses and that. And um, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of documentary on it in the libraries. There are movies. There are books. There are many books from the people that were actually on the orphan train that tell their stories, and you might find that interesting. This is called the Orphan Train. Yeah, that's where we find a banjo player. Okay. Yeah, that's where we got Mike. <laughs> we said, we'll take that one. We'll take that one. <laughs> I used to have a mother, but I can't recall her name. I had a baby brother who I'll never see again. For the children's home is sending us out on the orphan train to try to find someone to take us in. Take us in. We have rode the orphan train. Take us in. We need a home. We need a name. Take us in. Our kin. We are looking for someone to take us in. Well, I've stolen from the poor box. I've baked the city streets. I've swapped the bars and pool rooms for a little bite to eat. In my daddy's old green jacket with these rags upon my feet, I'm just looking for someone to take me in. Take us in. We have rode the orphan train. Take us in. We need a home. We need a name. Take us in. Won't you be our kin? We are looking for someone to take us in. Well, the children's home they gathered up me and all the rest. They taught us to sit quietly until the was blessed. Then they put us on an orphan train, sent us way out west to try to find someone to take us in. Take us in. We have rode the orphan train. Take us in. We need a home. We need a name. Take us in. Oh, won't you be our kin? We are looking for someone to take us in. The farmers and their families, they came from miles around. We lined up on the platform of the station in each town. And one by one we parted like some living lost and found. And one by one we all were taken in. Take us in, we have rode the orphan train. Take us in, we need a home, we need a name. Take us in, are looking for someone to take us in. Well, there's many a fine doctor or a teacher in your school. There's many a good preacher who can teach the golden rule, who started out an orphan sleeping in the freezing rain, whose life began out on the orphan train. Take us in, we have rode the orphan train. Take us in, we need a home, we need a name. 
take us in. Oh, won't you be our kin? We are looking for someone to take us in. Take us in, we have rode the orphan train. Take us in, we need a home, we need a name. Take us in, oh, won't you be our kin? We are looking for someone to take us in. Wow. What a story. That is a true story. That is a, you know, I love, I love that they're real stories. You know, just about every kind of folk music, whether it be bluegrass, folk rock, that's one of the best things about it is that you you feel like you can connect with real stories. And I don't think that a lot of today's music gives you stories that you can, you can connect with on that level. Right, right. I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, we're going to have a short break here, and then after the break, we we're going to talk about, well, you're the one that told me. No, I just, I just told you we're, we're going to be talking about our guests we're going to have next week. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to have a break. I thought Jim was throwing me into a break. I wasn't throwing you into <laughs> a okay. break. There's no more breaks to be had. No more breaks. All right. I was, breaks I was a little confused. Jim's texting me, and I'm trying I'm to pay attention to what I'm doing. I'm so connected with the song. Yes. So whatever you guys I could tell she's, she's very connected. Oh, yes, I, I am. The, I got you. The song moves you. All right, so on next week's show, we're going to have uh, Rust Belt on. Yeah, Rust Belt's going to be And uh, they're going to be playing this Friday at Fusion, correct? This Friday at Fusion. At what uh, time? Uh, I don't know. They're playing with Dropping Daisies. They're playing so with I Dropping Daisies. So I think usually start at 8 o'clock. Okay, 8, eight, 9 eight o'clock Fusion, Dropping Daisies and Fusion. Fusion? Oh, you, they would love you on the they stage would, there. Absolutely. Either there or Creative Space or both. I, those are two good spots that you're going to want to go and, and, and get some exposure. Mm-hmm. And uh, It's a downtown, uh, well, it's... Uh, it's in Kenosha. We know a guy, don't we, Jim? Yeah, we know. We know. We know. We know. We know a couple of guys. We know a couple of guys. A couple people in Kenosha. I got a guy. We got a guy. We got another guy. But this Friday at Fusion, Rust Belt, Dropping Daisies. They both played at the Songs of Freedom Music Festival. Both fantastic bands. Great, great bands. If you haven't checked them out, make sure that you do that. And this, of course, is KR Bluegrass, and you can hear their music by going to krbluegrass.com. And uh, they have a new CD out called Live Again, and they, it can that be bought on your website? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. So if you go on the website, KR Bluegrass, boy, I, that's like a tongue twister. <laughs> KR Bluegrass, I was going to say Bluegrass, but that's a little, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, you know, <laughs> no one else has a problem with saying I, that name except for you. I well, was wondering if he was okay. I'm like, you're okay? You have an episode over I'm, there? I'm, having a, I'm having a moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> that song was too much for him. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, uh, hey, I, I was Ray, hoping, hey, I'm hey, hoping you're going to take me in after that. That's what I'm hoping. Hey, Ray, keep an eye on him. Keep an, keep an eye on your little buddy there, will you? All right. Oh, fine. Well, well, he's we're... taking all your son. <laughs> <laughs> we have time for one more, don't yes, we, we, Jim? Do. Yes, we do. So I would love for you to just give we, us we your, got, your, got, your best closing got, song before, got, you, before we you. We got five minutes to the top of the hour. How about plugging I love the I love, Smokies. Love, yeah. One of my favorite places on planet Earth is the, uh, is the Gatlinburg area. Well, if you so. saw the movie Bonnie and Clyde, the old black and white yeah. one. Okay, there was a car. Ch- there was a car chase down that movie. In that movie, the dust was flying yeah. everywhere. So when you hear this, I want you to think of that movie, yeah. of that dirt road, and that car just blowing that dirt everywhere. KNR Bluegrass. Woo!
Outstanding. Fantastic. Once again, you go to your website. That's uh, krbluegrass.com, right? Yeah, maybe go come see us Saturday night at the Route 20 for the Bluegrass Sampler. All okay. right. Saturday bluegrass night. Sampler and Saturday bluegrass night. Bluegrass Sampler at the Route 20. Absolutely. So, Thank yeah, go to your site and you can find out all about the band. And you, How many CDs do you have? Do you have just the we three? We have four. four. You have four of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, there's four CDs to choose from. Uh, and that one there, Foggy Mountains, on your uh, KR Bluegrass Live. Where, yeah, where was that's it? Great. Yeah. Where was that? Uh, where where'd you uh, do it live? Um, uh, we did that at my church. It's, an, it's a beautiful 1800 acoustical church oh, in nice. Rochester. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we did enough songs that we could make two CDs out of it. Oh, fantastic. We have CD Live and CD, mm-hmm. or Blue, KR Bluegrass Live and KR Bluegrass Live again. Now, is that where you do all your recordings? or No. You, no. The first one we did in a studio. The second one... Um, did in a studio. Did in a studio. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Local studios or... Kenosha, yes. Kenosha. Renwood yeah. or... Renwood. Renwood was Renwood, the, yeah. Second yeah. One. Yeah, the, the second one. The second one, yeah. The first one was... George Renner is probably one of the most... Competent sound engineer. Oh yeah, my God. I've he's, ever he's met. amazing. He's old school. I yeah. can I can see why you would go there to record. Mm-hmm. And um, it, he has he does he's got got a great, great equipment. studio. He's got a great equipment. I mean, he's got a studio that rivals anything in LA or anything anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just really is the man. And that's that's cool that you did that there. And I know that if you produce a CD there, that it's uh, definitely some good quality stuff. Well, thanks again for coming on. Get real with Ralph. If uh, you're interested in hearing all these songs, they will all be individually released on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudie. Or you can go to getrealwithralph.com where all of our previous shows are on there as well as pretty much every song that every artist has has played on this show individually. I want to thank you once again for tuning in as we ride this little Santana wave into the sunset. (laughs) This is Get Real with Ralph. I'm Ralph Nudie. Good night.